Hey, I'm Vinny. And I'm Nat. And this is the Relatively Fit Podcast. Hi. Hello. We're back. We're back again. (laughs) Are we going to laugh at the start of every episode? Yes. Oh, no, right, actually, okay. no, we're professional. So. <clears throat> right, okay, professional. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Relatively Fit podcast with me, Nat. <laughs> she wants to laugh. <laughs> I was dying to laugh, but I thought she said, keep it professional. So I was trying to hold it together. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And me, Vinny. Okay. Back recording from a new location, guys. From a yes. new location. We are not sitting... On my bedroom floor today, we are at Nat's house. <clears throat> Don't you mean Nat's studio slash front room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The studio space, darling. Yeah, that's where we are today. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it feels quite nice. I quite like this setup. Yeah, we're actually sitting on chairs. We're on chairs. We're not on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> sweating in your bedroom with the window and the doors closed to keep all the sound out yeah, from outside. I know, but I'm just trying to do my best as like a sound yeah. technician. Yeah. You know, that's you see the how lengths. they do it. Yeah. The lengths that we're going to, to bring this podcast to you seriously. I know, right? Mm. Anyway, do you want to kick it off with the inspo of the week? Yes. I feel like we should have a jingle for this. Oh my God. Don't you think so? And what will this jingle be now? <clears throat> Inspo of the week. <laughs> like some 1980s game show music. Absolutely not. No? No. Okay. Not having it. Okay, Inspo of the week. <clears throat> or maybe we can just find a noise or something. Are you trying to say that my singing was a noise? <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, well, let's get to it then. Offended me. I'm sorry. That's okay. So my inspo of the week is Courtney DeWalter. She's an ultra runner. Literally, if you type her name into YouTube, there are so many videos about her. She's amazing. Um, She recently attempted to run a Colorado trail. I think it's 500 miles, something like that. And unfortunately, she got taken down with acute bronchitis and she got quite ill. But nevertheless, you know, it's an amazing attempt and she does 100 milers and things, you know, all the time. She's a fantastic ultra runner and she comes across as such a nice person as well. So check her out on Instagram and on YouTube and I'm sure you'll kind of you know, really like her stuff and she comes across as a really nice person. So she's my inspo of the week. Lovely. So today's episode. We're talking about running. I mean, I think we should have a cheer as well. Some sort of like sound effect. You and your damn sound effects. I love them. Well, anyway, back to what we should be talking about, because we shouldn't be talking about sound effects. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We thought it would be a nice idea to put out this episode just because um, Global Trial Running Day 
Yeah, that's coming up soon. That's coming up, 19th of September. Um, And some people might just be like, well, what is trail running? What even is running? I haven't run before. Can you help me? Blah, 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 blah. Um, Fly Girl Collective, they have a virtual run challenge, actually, in October. From the 19th of October to the 26th. They are calling on all black and brown women to get moving in Flagel Collective's debut virtual race. There are three distances to choose from, a mile, 5k or 10k. And you'll get the chance to earn a finishers medal um, as you chart your course on your terms. So that's really good because, I mean, a mile is doable. I mean, for a lot of people... For work, you have to walk to a bus stop or you have to walk to the train station or something like that. So, you know, a mile is doable. 100%. So we thought we'd come up with a few pointers that may help you if you are a newbie runner. And we appreciate we've got like a few listeners that are seasoned runners that kind of know what they're doing. So... I don't know, maybe this episode isn't for you, but you can definitely pass it on to someone who you think may need it, I think. Yeah, and we all had to start somewhere as well. So for you seasoned runners, sometimes it's nice to think back to when you first started running, because I'm sure you do things differently than you did, you know, back then. For instance, I remember a particular cotton top that I used to wear and There's no way I would wear it now because it'd be utterly ridiculous because you've got to wear sweat wicking fabrics now. But I know better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, I'm sure there's something for everyone here. But yeah, I'm we're really excited to talk about it. Well, I am. I'm smiling. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but running is one of my favorite subjects. It's mine too. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded really enthusiastic about that. (laughs) It's mine too. No, do you know what? I feel like I love running, innit? It's always going to be like my number one. But I feel like I've definitely passed the baton on to you. And you at the moment are the running spokeswoman out of the two of us. I feel like I've done my bit. I've done my job. And now I can just be like the background runner of sorts. So you're trying to tell me that like, you're cool and I'm just <laughs> like an excited puppy yapping at people's ankles. <laughs> In short, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, I don't know, I think, <sighs> what do I think? Running is something that you do rather than think about, I think. Yeah, there's for me, there's definitely not much thought behind it. I literally just put the trainers on and go because it, it literally is that simple for me. But I appreciate that it's not that simple for everyone. And there are a lot of barriers that can perhaps prevent people from going, from running, from just doing the same thing, you know. So we'll touch on a few things that can potentially help. Yeah, I think Um, this is why this podcast is really going to help people because obviously as a beginner, 
they wouldn't be thinking on the levels that you are now where you just get your stuff off stuff on oh oh naked running naked. i'm not trying that there one naked race there is a naked is there race. a naked race there's a naked race oh my god where is it do you know do you know can we do i don't quick... know probably france let me <laughs> they're quite liberal there i don't know can we do a quick google we're doing a quick google naked <laughs> running naked running guys this is not for me naked mm-hmm. races no let's see have you oh, found any uk naked sport event guide wow. quirky races this is an article from 2018 oh the naturist foundation a naked 5k no babes <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Then yeah, the, okay. So there is there is a, a naked run 2020. The Naturist Foundation. I'm gonna click on that. This is all live and direct, guys. I'm literally googling this no right now. Way. It's gone. Um, but maybe it didn't happen because it was supposed to happen in May. Um, but f- would you have had to wear a mask though? So you got like your boobies and your bum and like willy out. <laughs> And they're like, I'm sorry, you can't do it because you ain't got your mask. <laughs> no, I'm dying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think we should move on with the show. Sorry, no, that kind of I'm, went left. I'm kind of really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this. Please, let's stay. £15 per entry. <laughs> what a cheek. Well, at least you don't have to buy any new kit. But really, as a woman, would you want to run without a sports bra? Did you hear I said no? We're going to cover that later. Oh my God. But no. You get... It's not safe. <laughs> medals for all runners, chip timing, 2K family, family run. So you're bringing your... <laughs> no, babes. I'm no. Dying. <laughs> I no. can't. I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay. Um, fun runs, stools and music. Venue. Or Orpington. In Ken. Oh my gosh. The Naturist Foundation in Orpington. Wow. But I still want to... Guys, I think we're on this journey together. We're Googling together. She's going to do it. About us. About us. I'm just looking. She's going to do it, guys. I can see her eyes. (laughs) I can see her getting excited. (laughs) I mean... See, oh, the yes, there's pictures of naked people drinking, no. drinking beer at the bar. Any motion shots of people running? Lord have mercy. Oh no, I don't want to see actually. Oh no, okay. I look bad enough with my kit on, let alone with the kit off. Where, and bear, running at the where same time. bear is beautiful is their tagline. Oh, I like this it. This is interesting. Still not going to do it. Did it even happen this year? I don't think... Okay, I don't think it happened. But I'm going to do a little bit more research on this, to be honest, because interesting, isn't it? Yeah, interesting. I say watch this space, but listen in this space, (laughs) because someone's sitting opposite me. Listen, I do no naked race. What do you mean? (laughs) And I do no naked race. I can just about wear a thong on the beach. I'm like, ooh, my bum's hanging out. Oh, please. <laughs> please. Oh, my God. All right. Shall we crack on? Because with the show. With what yes. we're actually here to chat about. Yeah. So. So we've come up with a couple of tips that we think that will help new runners. I mean, 
as I always say, advice is free, doesn't mean you have to take it. But these are a couple of things that I would have liked to know when I started out. Um, I have to say, though, that even though I didn't have the right kit and the right pacing and the right attitude, I still went out and did it. I think that's, sorry to just interject there. Sure. But I think that's like, that is the major key. Yeah. Like above all things, you just need to have the will to do it. Absolutely. Because you can buy all the damn kit. You can buy the most fanciest trainers, the most sweat wicking top. All the gear and no idea. Literally. And it will just stay down there in the corner. Yeah. Because really you don't want to do it. And also it's not by force, is it? If you try running... And you don't like it. There is something else. Yeah. You just have to find your thing. But for those that do want to give it a try, well, this is for you, isn't it? Yes. So away you go, Nat. Talk to me. Talk to the people. Talking to the people. Well, first and foremost, get yourself down the shops and get your gate analysed. Your knackered old Reeboks from <laughs> 1990 whatever aren't going to cut it. Not in the long run. Did you see what I did there? Did you like that? <sighs> <laughs> yeah. So, <sighs> but yeah, bear with, bear with. Um, yeah, they're not going to cut it. And, you know, you want to cut down on injuries. And, you know, you just don't want to hurt yourself. So just... Go to any reputable running shop, book yourself a gait analysis. I went to one and it was literally walking off the street and one of the advisors was free and that was that. What's, um for people that might not know, what is a gait analysis? So basically they want to see what is the best trainer or shoe for your running style So you go in and make sure you've got your good socks on. So you go in and they'll just choose any old shoe off the rack. Uh, One sports shop that I went to chose a neutral shoe, but we'll get into that a bit later. So they chose a neutral shoe for me and they said, all right, get on the treadmill. So I got on. And they turned up the pace and it was a light jog. So started off and basically they record record you on the treadmill to see how your feet land. So when I got off, they said, well, let's have a look at the footage. And I tend to overpronate. And apparently, according to runners need, around 70% of the population overpronate. So this is the most common type of, you know, running style amongst runners. So what's overpronation? Well, in case people don't know. Okay, so that basically means that your foot rolls in, and your weight transfers to the inner edge of your foot when you run. So you need a shoe that offers you stability because obviously, if you keep running and your foot's rolling in, then you could get an injury. You definitely have an overpronated foot. Yeah, well, I do. Funny enough. Is it the right foot? It is. I know. I see it when um, you put your, your little shots on Instagram. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, it's very obvious. Mm. And in my normal kind of work Walk, shoes as yeah, well. Yeah, your walking style. Yeah, you can see one side of the heel leans down Yeah, more than the other. I think that's another way you can tell 
whether you overpronate or whatever the other terms are I can't remember them sorry but if you have a I look do. <laughs> a right professional yeah. but if you have a look at the bottom of your shoe and you can see where it wears the most if it's the inside I think that is that's overpronation right if yes. it's wet, worn quite a lot on the inside yeah if it's the outer edge is what's the one the outer edge is supination yeah supination whatever whatever that one is yeah yes but yeah that's another way you can tell um as far as I remember because actually haven't had a gait analysis in a little while they are free yes um but I know sorry if I'm taking this on no go ahead left go ahead or whatever but um the best things come out of strange directions as we've had at the beginning of the podcast oh my god (laughs) I mean yeah I know a lot of people kind of avoid going into like sports shoe shops because the prices are expensive um but as far as I know gate analysis are free so I would suggest because this is something that I've done is going to have a gate analysis allow the shop assistant to tell you or advise what kind of shoe then would suit your style make a note of them and then just just google like you can find you know websites that have discounted shoes that are similar or close to or good for your running style and then you can purchase like with confidence to know that that will be the best shoe for you instead of just blindly buying a shoe um, that isn't helpful to the way that you run. Yeah, I'd agree with that because, um, as you know, when I started out, I was on maternity leave. So I went for my gait analysis and I really couldn't afford, even their discounted trainers, I just couldn't afford them. And I did kind of feel slightly pressured into buying the shoe but then I just said to the guy look you know it's kind of out of my price bracket have you got an online shop I knew they did have one but I just kind of wanted to soften the blow because he did spend quite a bit of time with me so he said yeah well check online and I was like right that's all I needed to know so I didn't actually buy them from the website of that particular shop I went onto a discount um website and I got them much much cheaper than they were in the shop and it was you know it was much much more affordable for me so that's something to um remember and bear in mind as well and also something to note I when I first started running I overpronated also um but now I have more of a neutral foot in how did that happen um I don't know I'm gonna guess it's just due to um training yeah strength training as well and like drills and stuff yeah um and maybe just being aware of how I'm running which sounds like maybe weird but the more I ran, the more conscious I became of certain things. Yeah. Especially when it came to 
performing drills and stuff because that is to get you stronger and to get you faster so in doing those things you do become hyper aware of how your body moves yeah um so yeah that might be something to bear in mind for the long term that just because you're an overpronator now that you'll be an overpronator in a couple years time so it's probably good to to have a test every time yeah you need new kicks because if you're going to go out for a sustained amount of time as well, if running is for you, it's not like a one forever shoe. It's kind of like anything you have, you know, your underwear or your clothes. At some point, they have to be replaced. And I think the general guideline is that you get approximately 500 miles in your shoe. I'll have to check that out, but that's I'm not what sure. I've heard. I'm not sure. To be honest, <laughs> I think it must be less though. When 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 they do start to look a bit worn on the bottom, I kind of know it's time to change it. Yeah, because I mean, so if you if you're not counting miles, then definitely yes. just have a look at the soles. Yeah, if they're starting to speak, do something about it, babe. You be the judge. You be the judge because you can look at them and if you're looking at the bottom of your shoe and the tread is flat, then you know it's time to change them. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, <laughs> point number two. Okay, for the ladies. Get yourself a good sports bra. Do it. Can we just repeat that? Repetition for emphasis. Repetition if you know, you know. emphasis. Exactly. Get yourself a good sports bra don't be shy listen i yeah i love to see people out running and having a wonderful time and jumping up and down but sometimes i see some women yeah and i like i just want to cry i feel the pain my titty them just want to cry too (laughs) yeah you're just and i'm a b-cup babes do you know what i mean yeah it's it's very painful to watch and to watch it and then feel it yes and then to know the damage that is being done well this is the thing because people need to realize that you know your boobs move independently of your body in, I think, 12 different directions when they move. Yes, and up to 10 to 14 centimetres in either direction, up, down, left, right, you know. Figure of eight. Yeah, come on. These are your jelly, assets. Jelly. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not a good look and it doesn't feel good either. I'm passionate about this. Get yourself a good sports bra. Seriously, you've got to do it. Um, quick science fact now to back up what I'm saying. The the tissue under your breasts are called Cooper's ligaments or the actual ligaments. They're found under your boobs and they're really tough connected tissue. And it basically gives your boobies their shape. And it keeps the structure of your boobies as well. But once these Cooper's ligaments are stretched out, they never... I repeat, never, never repetition for emphasis, go back to their original shape. Tell them. Like I used to do stationery where I work and I used to keep like a rubber band ball and it got really, really big. And, you know, sometimes someone's like, oh, Nat, have you got a rubber band? And I'd give them one. And sometimes I'd like play with them and like pull them and stuff. 
And if you think of your Cooper's ligaments as one of those rubber bands that you've stretched out so much, it will never get its spring back. It will never jump back up. That's your boobies, girls. Don't let this be you, okay? And on top of this, <laughs> no, I'm serious because, you know, okay. I'm well endowed at the top, you know. I know. She she got the good BBDs. Yeah, I got I'm the good good. Yeah. Looking like an ironing board. But you know what? We're all different and we're but all beautiful. Also, having said that as well, which is really important, if you are like me walking around like an ironing board, it does not excuse you. You still have Cooper's ligaments that need to be maintained as well. Amen. And on top of that, it's a comfort thing, okay? It's for your comfort because... Running can be uncomfortable. You know, if you think of all the body parts that's involved, your whole body is involved in the act of running. And as I said before, your boobs are independent of your body when they move. There's not attached to any muscle or anything like that. So for comfort alone, they need to be encased and be feeling good. You don't want them moving all around and getting in your way. And even if you are less endowed at the top, you still need to be comfortable. You know, get them cute little sports bras out and, you know, them little crop tops, you know, show it off. But be comfortable while you're doing it. It's a must. I'll get off my soapbox now. I sounded really passionate about that, didn't I? a must. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay next point your old cotton t-shirt isn't gonna cut it your old tracksuit bottoms aren't gonna cut it either they're really gonna mess you up you need moisture wicking fabrics so fabrics that breathe so when you're running along and you're sweating if you've got this old cotton top on it's going to absorb all the moisture and it's going to be heavy and then it's going to rub against your skin and it's going to be really uncomfortable. So again, same with the trainers. Go online, have a look. Or, you know, there's quite a few big discount stores that you can go to. Try stuff on, you know, see how you feel. If you can get it on cheaper online, do that. So go into the store, try things on, know your size. And then, you know, get yourself on the net and just get some stuff in the sale. I tend to buy like old season stuff. I mean, black leggings are never out of style. Everybody has a pair of black leggings to run in. So, you know, just get yourself a pair of those and, you know, try and find some pretty tops from last year, two years ago, whatever can fit. And then as you start to, you know, progress in your running and you really want to spend more money, then you can go for top brands. But while you're starting out, you don't really need all this fancy stuff. Just, you know, one in the wash and one on, so to speak. And then you're good to go, really. To be contradictory, though, I'm going to say. Don't let and I mean. When I say kit, I'm going to leave trainers out of this because I think trainers are important. But don't let kit hold you back. True. If it is true. just a cotton t-shirt that you have, just run with your cotton t-shirt. Like, it's not going to kill you. That's true. I think I think the most important thing is to be comfortable. Yeah, true. Um, You don't want to run in anything that's going to irritate you, irritate your skin. If you know that you have a top that jumps up and down when you're just walking... 
what why are you going to wear that top when you run kind yeah, of thing exactly so I think yeah the sports gear if you can get all the sweat wick and stuff blah blah is good but if you do have a cotton t-shirt just wear that cotton t-shirt babes and do what you need to do well that's a good idea actually I mean going back on what I said okay wear the cotton t-shirt and then buy the moisture wicking one and then you will see the difference and then you'll know right then you'll know why yeah yes so I kind of will backtrack a little bit because if the cotton t-shirt is all you have and that is what you have until you get paid or until you can you know go to the shops then yeah by all means yeah go with that and then when you can afford to get the moisture wicking stuff you will see the difference and then, you know, the cotton top will go in the bin or you'll just wear it to bed or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Did you run in like, when you first started running, did you, what was your kit like? What kit? (laughs) Well, as I said, everyone's got that pair of black leggings. I think it was a pair of black leggings from a well-known discount retail shop that everybody likes. Um, So they weren't actually sport leggings. And I had, I did have a race top, um, a really, really old race top, like a moisture wicking top. I don't know where I got that from. Um, I think it's from my old, old gym days that I pulled out of the back of the cupboard somewhere. So it was just these leggings and a top basically. And that was me until I decided that, you know, I really wanted to stick at this and then decided to spend a little bit more money on stuff. Hmm. And then I stole some of your stuff when I lost quite a bit of weight. Well, actually, I say stole slash were given to me. I gave them to you. Under duress. So I saw stuff in a wardrobe. I was like, yeah, I want that. Do you still wear those? Yeah. Can I have it? Yeah, thanks. And she was good enough to give them to me. Bless her. See, I am nice. She's lovely. <laughs> oh, my God. Next. <laughs> Next. I am nice, actually. Guys, I am. She's a very lovely person. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last tip for the kit. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. And it's not something you wear exactly, but basically it's your mobile phone. So people are obsessed with times and performance and cadence and everything to do with the act of running and moving forward so rather than going out and buying a performance watch for the moment use what you've got you've got a mobile phone um there's loads of free downloads that you can get that can track your progress absolutely free so use that and on top of that you can get your music out of it. So really all you need to do is get yourself like a little hip bag or a lot of leggings for women have a zip at the back so you can put your phone in there. You can start up your software and then off you go. I wouldn't really recommend spending 100, 200 pounds on a high performance watch 
yet. You've really got to see how you go. It's not necessary as you're just starting out. So, you know, basically, it's like when you're a kid, well, (laughs) when we were kids, and I was like, mum, I want to do ballet. And she's like, Okay. Uh, yeah. You, oh, you know where I'm going with this. I didn't yeah. even get to ask mommy if I, that I like ballet and I want to do ballet. Did I ever see ballet? Did I ever see ballet uniform? No, you didn't. <laughs> because of you. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, you see, this is the thing. Because like, so you say to your mum, mum, I want to go ballet. And she'd be like, yeah. And she'll send you in some like ropey old shorts and a t-shirt. And everyone's got all their kit on. And you're like, mum, Lisa's got the kit. Joe's got the kit. Can I have the what kit you have to go for at least two years before your mum is going to invest in the tights for you to even (laughs) do the show do you know what I mean so basically it's like that see how you go with what you've got or spend as little as you can to get away with and then when you're really into it and you you know you're really feeling comfortable And, you know, you're proud of yourself and you're proud of what you're doing. Then, you know, whip the card out and go to town. So I think those are the four tips. Or I don't know how many tips that turned into. But the general information that I would give someone that's new to running. Fab. So what's next? So now we've discussed all the points to get you out the door. Once you're out the door... These are another couple of points that I think are quite useful. So the first one is just slow your roll. You're not competing with anyone. You're doing this for yourself. You're out to enjoy yourself, get fit. You know, it's not a competition. Obviously, you want to develop and progress. And it's nice to see, you know, your numbers getting faster and everything. But you're just starting out. Just relax. Just enjoy it. Keep it nice and slow, nice and steady. To begin with, this is from personal experience. Like the minute I start to breathe too fast, I start to panic and I'm like... This is a good point and I think that we're going to address this a bit later on. We've got some questions. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's a good point. All right, so let's stick a pin there and we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah. But just basically enjoy what you're doing. There's lots of programs out there to start you off gently. I think the most prominent one is the Couch to 5K. I've heard so many success stories from that. So, you know, just give it a go. It will guide you through. Did you do that in the early days? Sorry, I'm just here cutting you off at every second. No, that's fine. That's Um, fine. Did you do the Couch to 5K? No, I didn't. When I started running, I don't even know that it was a thing, to be honest with you. Hmm. Because, you know, everybody's journey, as they like to say in America. Journey. Yeah, my journey. Um, Everyone's journey is different. And my one, it... I didn't really think that there were any programs out there to help me. I thought, right, I've got to help myself. And it's only kind of researching and looking into running and spending a lot of time on YouTube and speaking to other runners that I realised there were actually structured programs that could help you in your journey. So literally, yeah, I just jumped in and got straight to it 
The next point I think um, is a safety one. So when I go out running, I'll always tell someone where I'm going and I give them like a rough idea of my route as well. I always take my travel card with me as well, just in case. And I'll always take a fiver because, I mean, if I'm doing like a 5k sort of around the area, a couple of loops or whatever, um, I don't tend to take water or anything with me. But if I'm doing, say, a 10k or anything further than that, then I'll use the time to go to the shops and get a drink, you know, with my money and I'll go for a walk and, you know, just take my time and then I'll recycle my bottle and then off I go again. Um, Cause I don't like to run around with, you know, drinks sloshing around in like my hip pack or whatever. So yeah, as a safety point, tell someone where you're going, take some money with you. So I don't know if you get caught short or it starts raining or if you hurt yourself at least you can get yourself home and you'll be safe. And the next point really is just be mindful of what you're doing and enjoy it. You know, you're doing this for you. Um, it's something that you've come upon that, you know, you want to give a chance. So just do it and enjoy it and think about, you know, the wonderful things that your body can do. I mean, to just chime in as well mm. I think you should well maybe you shouldn't but if there is a reason I think you should come back to the reason as to why you've decided to do it exactly um what was it for why yeah why what's the reason yeah what's the reason, what's the reason? what is the reason <laughs> yeah what is the reason exactly what's the reason like why it? are you doing this because this as well will then play into what people call their motivation like yeah um or those days where you're feeling like oh forget this like this is trash exactly like british weather sunday morning that's you're enough. in your bed bun that yeah. you don't want to go <laughs> and actually um just going off on a side note as i love to do um as another tip, I found, especially when it came to training for something and I had to get the miles in, I don't know about you, but for me, and this doesn't just relate to running, this is all types of workout things. I love to do it in the morning. So with running, I always put my kit out the night before by my bedroom door, leggings, sports bra, yes. what top, what t-shirt I'm going to wear, yeah. my trainers, because then there's no excuse. I'm going to have to step over that stuff to go brush my teeth. What am I going to yeah. do? Step over it and ignore it. Yeah. I put it there for a reason. So I'm going to use it for its intended purpose. So find a routine that works for you. Yes, absolutely. And do your best to stick to it. Make it a non-negotiable the same way if your boss was like, I need to have a meeting with you at 3 p.m., you're trying to not miss it because you still want to keep your job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is your time to go out and enjoy yourself and do something for yourself. And like Vinny said, make it non-negotiable. This is your slot in time for you to do your run, 
to get it done and, you know, get on with your life. Get on with your day. Okay, so, next. Questions and answers. Oh, yeah. Instagram poll. Do, so, do, do, do. Oh, Bing. my God. <laughs> I love a jingle. <gasps> oh I've missed my calling. You know, I should have been like a jingle. A jingle meister. Yeah, or a jingle artist. Oh a jingle artist. <laughs> a jingle artist. All right, yeah. jingle artist. Well. Instagram oh questions. You did one already. <laughs> okay so basically the other day I um just put the feelers out there on my own Instagram my own personal Instagram just to gauge like how people are feeling about running if they're still quite new to it I think I kind of take advantage of the fact that I'm surrounded by quite a lot of runners so at times I kind of presume that people are super confident or they know what they're doing or they understand what like a gait analysis is or you know, just, I guess in my world will seem like little things, but actually they're quite big things if you're new to it. Um, so I put up the little question box for people to drop their questions. So we're going to go through some of them now. First question I got was, why do I keep getting shin splints? So Actually, I think as a disclaimer, <laughs> what the YouTubers do, I know we're not YouTubers, but you know, we are not physiotherapists. Yes, I am a PT in training, but we can only speak from experience yeah. and from the research we've done. But if you are injured, if you are feeling pain, the best thing to do is to go and see a professional, which would be a physio. Yeah, please don't ignore it. You, you know, I think just to jump in when you start running you get to know your body really very really well really really quickly mm -hmm. and you know when something is wrong you know when something is off please don't ignore it you know assess yourself and then do the right thing go and seek the necessary help that you need but what I will say um on shin splints or what I know of them um, it's really funny because when you say shin splints, you think of like your shin bone, like splintering and the yeah. little splinters going into your muscles. I think like that's about a bit of wood. Yeah. And like yeah, splinters yeah. like yeah. coming off of it and I think, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I've never had that myself. But I think. I don't um, think I run fast enough. Shin splints. I, I don't know its correct name, but it's basically inf inflammation of the tibia bone. So yeah, down the front, obviously, where your shin is. Um, so it's the muscles and that surrounding that bone. Right. If anything's out of whack or inflamed, that's the pain that you get that we all know as shin splints. Um, actually, I think I should mention this. Um, someone that I follow who is also a running pal by the name of Manny. He's a running physiotherapist and he actually put a post out about shin splints the other day. So I'm going to pull it up. Manny, I hope you don't mind if you are listening to this. Thanks, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> um, duh, 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 duh. Okay. It's actually called shin splints, medial tibial stress syndrome. That's what it's known as in the medical world. Right. Um, duh, duh, duh. Duh, 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 duh. Yes, so if any of the structures 
around this bone are damaged or inflamed, they will present itself as what we know as shin splints. Right. Um, do, do, do. Let's have a look. So solutions, you can definitely start by reducing the number of miles or how often you're going out to run. Um, again, maybe have a look at your footwear. Um, that's always a big thing when it comes to shin splints too. Um, and also strengthening the lower limbs of your body, some, some drills, some strength work, but yeah, most definitely go see a physio if that continues. Okay. What makes a good run longer distance or quicker pace? Long and slow or short and quick? What do you think that? It all depends. I mean, at the end of the day, a run is a run. Some people really thrive under the intensity. Because like, when you do a 5k, for most people that's tied into a fast time. Like whenever you talk about it to other runners, it's like 5k. Oh, what's your time? Oh, 30 minutes or 25 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. Also, I'm just going to say this as well. Stop asking people their damn time. Yeah. If you ran, you ran. You ran. Exactly. That's all that matters. There seems to be this thing about a 5k. Actually, I might look into it because I don't know what it is, but it seems to be a benchmark that people use to gauge their overall fitness or their overall speed. I guess maybe it is used to, you know, calculate, you know, 10K time, marathon time or whatever. But people seem to have this thing about the 5K. So if you're one of those people that really thrive under the intensity and you really want to go out and peg it and get that 5K time down, if you can do that, then to you, that's a good run. If you've achieved an under 30 minute 5K, good for you. If if that's what you want to aim for. I'm not that person. <laughs> I am not that person. Um, I prefer the longer, slower runs, which is why marathons tend to suit my personality type because 5k can kill me trust and believe to get it under half an hour I'm really pushing myself yet when I do anything from 10k upwards I can get into my pace I can sit in it and then I can go but with a 5k there isn't much time to do that which is why you know some people just really go hell for leather on it so it all depends on who you ask a run is a run in my mind, but to me, I prefer a longer, slower run. That's what suits me in terms of pacing. So what about you? Listen, if you ran from here to the post box, that's literally about 10 meters and that's all you could manage today, that's a good run. I think it just depends on your intention um, what have you got planned? Are you training for anything? You know? So whether it's a longer distance or a shorter distance, well, 
what's the reason? Again, what is the reason? reason? What is the reason (laughs) behind your behind your run, behind your training? Yeah. One day you might want to go long and slow, and the next day you might want to do it short and fast. Mm. A run is a run at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and it's I guess in this in this case, it just depends on the long term goal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And for me also, two runs are never the same. I can go out today and I'd be like, oh yeah, that was brilliant. I can go out tomorrow and look like, you know, when giraffes are just born and their arms and legs are all like spayed out and they look crazy (laughs) and it's just all going wrong (laughs) and they're sliding all over the place. I can kind of like feel like that, even though I don't actually look like that. I feel like that. And I'd be like, that was terrible. But at the end of the day, I still went out and did it. I completed it. So, you know, one run is never the same as the next. You know, you can feel so good and so fast or so strong one day and the next just feel like, you know what? (laughs) I don't want to do this. But you go out and you do it all the same. Next question. How do I breathe? Breathe again. How do I breathe, breathe again? Without you here by my side. Wow. <laughs> You're not doing the jingles, babes. Uh-uh, uh-uh. How do I sleep going through the night? Where do I had a conversation with someone today where I was just like, yeah, me and my sister have this knack of like, whenever we're having a conversation, we just know to feed in a song if it's like part of the, the, the sentence. Yeah. It's a song lyric. Because yeah. I did, oh, yeah. What was we talking about today at work? Something happened. Oh, yeah, I was telling them about my dream that I had this morning. Right. And then um, someone said, it was all a dream. And then I was like, I used to read Word Up magazine. Anyway, anyway, how do I breathe without you here by my side? How do I sleep something, something through the night? That was Mario, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, how do I breathe? I feel like I'm holding my breath. My one was Tony Braxton. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. (laughs) How do you breathe? How do I breathe? Um, So, okay. Touching back on that point of breath. How do you breathe that? Because you said something about panicking, which I think is, is really, really interesting because this is something that I notice in class as well. I can tell when people are panicking and I can tell when people aren't breathing. Yeah. Um, it's really, really funny, actually, how breathing and breathing the right way or a good way, I don't know what mm. term is correct here, but how it actually calms your system. Yeah. It really, really calms you down and it allows your body to experience what is going on and really register it and be able to handle it better. Yeah. Um, And I actually, I actually really started to notice that when I started doing yoga because you know they're like oh work with the breath yeah it's very important and then you exhale on the down dog or whatever yeah and I used to be like these man yeah they're just you lot are breathing a lot man you're just breathing a lot (laughs) just bare breath like (laughs) (laughs) everywhere yeah (laughs) breath breath but Like when you actually breathe with your movement, Mm. my G, like 
It does. It really, really does calm you down. Yes, and it does. It, it makes you really work with your body instead of like against it, even yeah. when things are tough. So, in terms of running, I, I run and breathe. Oh, I can't really explain it very well. So every time I land on my left foot, mm. left, left, in, in out out so every second step on my left foot is an inhale then an exhale do you get it yeah so I think you you mentioned something that you read on runners world where it was like the two two and I think it's it's basically the two two so I'm gonna leave you to explain it because I think you'll explain it better than I yeah than I am because I'm just not (laughs) no but that sounds about right (laughs) I'm just not explaining it but no it sounds about right because um a pro runner and coach called Neely Spence Gracie um, wrote an article or commented on an article in Runner's World and she recommends inhaling for two counts and then exhaling for two. So where you're running and you said... Every two. Right. Left foot stomps. Left yes. foot, left stomp. Boom. Slide right to, to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross. 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 Everybody clap your hands. but you know what someone take the mics away from us i think we've gone mad but listen even actually this is another side point there is a song oh that i really really like go on and when i run it helps with my breathing because everything is kind of in unison. So my foot strike, my breathing like is on the beat. It's mm. not too fast. It's not too slow. And I think there are songs that have like certain beats mm. that you can actually run to or work out to. I think there is, um, there's a mixtape out there that um, I think it's like club classics or something like that where you can use in the gym and it's like when you're doing your reps, you kind of do your reps to songs tailored to this beat, which will help you. And going back to the um, Runner's World article that Neely Spence Gracie um, was commenting on, the pattern is the 2-2 breathing. So if you're aware of how you're breathing, it will help to steady your pace. And it will help to slow you down so you won't struggle as much. Because you're not panicking. That's right. And you're not panicking. Because mm. as we were discussing this earlier, where you, I think you said to me, well, how do you breathe? And I said, well, I don't, well, I never really used to take notice of it. Because the minute I started to take notice of it, that's when I started panicking. Because I thought, right. My heart rate's going up. I'm working hard. I'm panicking. And then you start hyperventilating and then you're like, this is too much. And your body kind of follows suit. And somehow your pace just picks up and then everything goes out of whack. Where if you kind of take it down a level and try and do this 2-2 breathing exercise, then it's amazing, like you were saying, the way your body just brings it all back down and everything just calms down from that point on. So breathing is really, really important. But you'll learn that going forward, you know, when you kind of get into your rhythm and you go out for a couple of runs, you'll be 
begin to kind of realize you know how your body's performing and what you can do to calm yourself down lovely next question what can I do to strengthen my knees again we're talking from experience I can definitely say strength training in the gym has bulletproofed my knees and also decent footwear yes so I'd say going back to making sure you have um the right footwear for your running style and hitting the gym getting some getting some running drills done yeah actually again you know popular running websites they have a number of drills that you can do to strengthen certain areas that are tend to be like weak links um when it comes to running um so that would be my suggestion from a personal experience point of view you know yeah I'd agree with that definitely and if you can't afford a gym membership or you can't do that right now there's lots of um information on YouTube you know check them out before you just jump into any routine look at it and see if it's something you can handle and maybe give it a go also maybe invest in some resistance bands as well to you know try and help yourself that way um, you know, just just give it all a go and see how you get on. Cool. What's the secret to running longer distances? I feel like I peak at 5K. Well, that kind of, for me anyway, follows on from what we were just saying. Strength training and cross training. Um, you might be getting tired. I mean, I don't, without the full background of this, I don't really know, you know, what the issue is apart from you say you feel you peak at 5k. Personally, I feel if endurance is what you're looking for, two things, and this is from a personal perspective, Vinny will might feel completely differently. But one, slow down because then you've got more energy in reserves rather than if you go out and peg it. And you've got to 5k and you're like, oh God, that's my limit. I'm done. Slow yourself right down. Go out much slower than you intend to. You know, conversational pace, much, much slower. And on top of that, strength training, like we were just saying, cross training, whether it's Pilates, whether it is the gym, whether it's kettlebells, resistance bands, weights, you know, if endurance is your thing, you want to go a bit longer. You have to strengthen your bu- your body and strengthen your muscles to be able to carry you for the extra distance. And on top of that, increasing your mileage. Do it very, very slowly. I think the advice is that you don't go more than 10% more each time you run. So when I'm marathon training... It might be one distance on a Sunday, say like a 12 miler. The next Sunday, you're not going to go like 15, 20 miles. You increase it gently, gently each time. And then that's where you see the progress. So if you keep doing that, 
for maybe a month, two months, by the time you look around, you've gone way past 5k. Yeah, you know, you're getting up to 10k and further if you really commit to it. But that's another thing, you've got to commit to it. You've got to say to yourself, right, okay, I don't want to fee- peak at 5k, I want to go further. So you've got to get your dates out, plan it out so you can do your gradual 10% and then go from there. And then, you know, make sure you've got your strength training days in and make sure you're getting your rest as well, because rest is also important. So once you've got all those factors together, then I'm sure you won't be peaking at 5k. I'm sure you'll go much, much further. So, you know, I hope that works out for you. Um, And again, this in in my personal opinion so you know give that a go and I hope it works out for you yeah I think I I think I'd agree with all of those I think I want to add though you feel like you peak at 5k could that also be like a mental thing could be yeah could be because and I only say that because kind of when you know you can do something Mm. And you keep doing that something to that same level. Yeah. It's almost like you've set the bar and that's it. You don't know anything beyond that. Yeah, you've got to push it up a bit. Yeah. So again, I think I'd have to agree with the increasing the mileage the next time you go. And it doesn't even have to be that much. It could literally be like half a mile, a quarter of a mile. Yeah. It's still something extra. It's still something more than just that 5K. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think on top of that, what I will say is, is that why not set yourself a challenge then? Why not set yourself a challenge of running a 10K race when Corona will allow us to? Yeah. Or even if it's not a 10K race, just a 10K run. So finding or creating your own plan of building yourself up to that 10K point. Yeah. So that you, you, you actually have a goal in mind. So something that you can break down into smaller bits and something that you can work towards in your own time. So then you are breaking that 5K barrier, that 5K limit yeah. that you're stopping yourself at. Man- manageable chunks is what you've got to deal with. Who's well, going to say people. pineapple chunks? <laughs> Are you hungry? Pineapple chunks. <laughs> I don't even eat pineapple like Break that. Break it down into pineapple chunks. So that's the advice. Pineapple, pineapple chunks. chunks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your favourite running playlist? I don't actually have one, to be honest with you. This um, is, I think hmm. this is a very interesting topic because a lot of people do ask for running playlists from yeah. me and I kind of don't really know what to tell them because I don't I've stopped listening to music whilst I run it used to be a thing in the early days when I ran by myself yeah but now I either run without music or funnily enough I listen to podcasts oh yeah have you heard of relatively fit no I haven't you know what's that check them out it's two sisters talking about all fitness related things Oh. And things. Okay. They laugh a lot. Noted. Turn down the volume. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um, I tend not to. I, I feel, 
I feel a little bit without sounding like, you know, hippie vibes, but I feel a little bit more connected to what I'm doing and my surroundings oh, that's valid. when I don't listen to music. Um, and when I listen to podcasts, like I'm truly listening in it. Yeah. I'm really, really listening to whatever the person it, who I'm listening to, what they're saying, um, which is a nice distraction. I find that with music or what I found, especially on long runs, because I used to use music as a distraction. Yes. Was that it got to a point where it wasn't distracting me anymore. Yeah. So I had to deal with what was going on. I had to deal with the pain in my legs. I had to deal with the discomfort. I had to deal with feeling like I wanted to stop because the music wasn't drowning out all the thoughts in my head. Yeah. Um. So I think that's why eventually I kind of just got used to running without music. You do get or become dependent on it. Mm. I remember I did a race and the morning before was really chaotic and I turned up with maybe 15 minutes to spare and that's not like me. I like to be in the vicinity about an hour before so I can go to the portaloo and walk around and get my thoughts together. And I didn't have time to charge my stuff up. And my music died halfway <gasps> through. And I was like, oh my God, I can't go. I'm going to finish. Oh, it's too much. And I went to pieces. Mm. I ended up walking. I just thought, I can't do it. Mm. I was so dependent. And you know, it's not a bad thing because I use it as a strategy now. But I think I'm coming to a place. Ooh, strategizing. Strategy. Ooh. I know. Check me oh, out. professional. Oh. You know? But I think I'm getting <laughs> to that hippie place now where the music isn't holding me as much because I don't have a playlist, but I'll kind of set my music up to the pacing that I want to do. So to begin with, it might be something classical or it might be something very slow couple of like 90s R&B jams and then I might fall into some kind of rocky stuff some upbeat tempo stuff when I'm really in the mix and I'm you know really going for it and then when I'm feeling a bit more tired then the music will slow down again so I do use music as a strategy but I am getting to the place where it isn't holding me because I know Certain songs are 3.2 minutes and blah, blah, blah. And I know that song's going to end soon. And then the next one's coming on and, you know, stuff like that. And I tend to work to the music. But my next thing is I really want to work to feel and run to feel. So at some point, I think I am going to have to break the relationship and turn the music off. But I will say that, if I do run to music, I love running to drum and bass. Oh, yeah. Just something that's a bit heavy and a bit like... Yeah. And the tunes... Vibesy. Yeah. And one thing I love about drum and bass is the fact that the intro is like four or five minutes. Then you get into it. <laughs> then you get the vibe. It takes yeah. you on a proper journey. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're starting out, that can help you because it's kind of like the rise and fall of the music. So it comes up slowly and you're like, yeah, I'm getting this. And then you get to the top and you're like, wee. And then, you know, it's like a bit of a roller coaster and it really draws you in and, you know, it keeps your feet moving and it keeps you feeling happy. And 
you know, music definitely does help. So I think rather than a playlist, because everybody likes different things, I think set your music to your mood or to your feel or to your pace and how you run rather than having like a dedicated Spotify list or something, you know, that's been given to you or recommended for someone else. Because if it's like, or I be for classics, I don't think I can work with that because I can't really work with the doom, 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 doom. You know, it's just... That sounded like extenders. I can't work with that consistently. Oh, God. Or consistent. Yeah. I can't work with that consistently from start <laughs> to finish. There has to be some rise yeah. and fall. Uh, and final point. <laughs> this isn't a question, but a statement. And the statement is as follows. Running is boring. Well, it can be, but like most things, it's what you make it. If you want it to be boring, it's going to be boring. For me, running is mental health. It keeps me happy. It keeps me doing something for me. I mean, I'm a server, (laughs) if you like. You know, I serve my family, my friends. You know, I like to be there for people. And running is one of the things that I do just for Nat, just for me, not for anybody else. And I like that time. I like that half an hour, hour, two hours on my feet, feeling everything, you know, looking around, marveling at what my body can do, where... You know, as I said, when I had my daughter, things weren't so good and I was overweight and things weren't great. So I use that time as my thinking time, my mental health time and my time for gratitude as to what my body can do for me after (laughs) what I've put it through. I mean... It's not that I've like really flagged myself really badly, but the fact that I've just kind of let it go in the sense where I wasn't really taking care of it. And now I am. I'm running and I'm mindful of what I'm doing. I'm eating right or as right as I can be. And, you know, that time is for me. So I don't find it boring at all. It can be. But it's only like anything, if that's what you you get from it, what you put into it, you know, all of the stats and figures, you can, you know, look into that. You can look into trail running, you can look into track running. There's so much that you can do. So if you're thinking it's boring, then it will be. But if you're willing to look at it from other perspectives, then it won't be boring. All right, mate. And you know what? If running isn't for you, it isn't for you. There's like a million other things you can do. Exactly. So just find your thing, innit? Find your thing. And that's, you know, part of what we're doing here. Because 
this podcast isn't just about running, you know, we're going to Even though it's heavily, like, I know the first few have, like, really been about, well... Well, no, not really, but there's been a lot of run chat, a lot of run chat. There's been a lot of run chat, yes. Um, But the podcast isn't all about running if anyone's getting confused. Yeah. Because not. But there are other areas of fitness um, that we're going to be looking into. So watch this space because it's going to be great. You know, running will make its way in and out of the conversation. But, you know, it's all good. And speaking to running as well, coming up, we spoke about trail running day, didn't we? Yeah. On the 4th of October, I'm doing the virtual Virgin London Money Marathon. So yeah, that's what I'm working towards, so... You know, the run chat is quite relevant to myself at the moment and to a lot of people um, because obviously running has been a big feature. Well, running and cycling through, you know, the pandemic that we've been faced with for the last couple of months. Uh, We don't know what the future holds in terms of racing, but for now, virtual running seems to be the thing. Hope you've enjoyed the run chat and that you've got a lot out of it. I've really enjoyed doing this because it's made me think about when I first started running and where I am now. And I think I've come along leaps and bounds and, you know, it's been fun talking about it. And I hope that some of this or all of it will help someone out there. Or someone that knows someone that needs a bit of help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If um, if you have any other questions, do send them in to us. We love to have a chat. Please do. We love to have a little chin waggy on the little old Instagram. Um, thank you also to everyone who has shared reviews and has clicked five stars we appreciate it oh thank you so much we really do appreciate it so yeah we'll see you in a couple weeks i think yeah see you see you later bye bye bye